Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I, I need some dirt, 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 dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Up to the minute entertainment and pop culture news heard at the top of every hour on My Talk 107.1. Yeah, that's really great. Could you please tell us what's going on? Boy, the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway and the Indianapolis 500 are really bringing in the star power. Yesterday, I said Kelly Clarkson will be doing the national anthem. Well, they've added a couple other people. Matt Damon and Christian Bale have been named honorary starters and will wave the green flag when the race goes down May 26th. Oh, Really? It's really all to promote a new movie they're in called Ford versus Ferrari. It's about a 1966 24-hour the Le Mans race that gave birth to the Ford GT. So I'm sure that's the main goal there to promote that movie, but you know. Yeah. At the same time. I knew there had to be a reason. Wouldn't that be great to just walk out, wave a flag, and you're like, hey, how much did I just get paid for this? (laughs) You don't even have to speak. Just wave a flag. Oh, boy. In unison. And then you could also say, see my movie. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. um, Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber just released their new single, I Don't Care. They're giving everybody a sneak peek for the actual video. You're going to love this, Alexis. Ed Sheeran is seen in front of a green screen wearing a panda costume. People what? tweeted me, yes, he looks like a happy panda, but everyone's taking pictures with him, and oh, yes. Yes, and we don't oh. see Justin Bieber in the sneak peek of this video, but uh, <laughs> people are guessing he's going to be dressed up as well. Ooh. He's channeled his inner Alexis. I love yes. it. Get it, Ed Sheeran. Yes. Okay, Bill Murray, you know, there's unlikely people that you're like, what? How do they even know each other? Bill Murray gained an appreciation for Selena Gomez after working with her on the zombie movie The Dead Don't Die. And he said, quote, I really like her. She's an unusual she's unusually bright. She's kind, she's natural, like Miley Cyrus. I dig that chick. Oh. So the dead don't die. I don't know anything don't, about this movie, but I'm excited. Don't die. Okay. Yeah, okay. If he's in it, it'll probably be a funny zombie movie, which, you know, we can't get enough of those. <laughs> right. We need more. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love it. Shaun of the Dead just uh, isn't <laughs> filling that void anymore. No. All right. That's the latest dirt. You can find more on our app and mytalk1071.com. That is brand new information. My Talk Dirt Alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520. On my talk, 1071. Don't be rude to me. Shut up. Sorry. Sorry, Tam. Uh-oh. Welcome back, everybody. The 6 o'clock hour. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Everything Alexis Thompson. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McClain. Hey, cowboys. Hey, cowgirls. Yeehaw! Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Happy Friday. Oh, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. 
And the weather's not going to be great. So do some indoorsy uh, things. Maybe yeah. It's a good, maybe it's a good binge TV watching weekend, you know? Oh, it's perfect for that. You you, you could just say, look, I, it's gross outside, so. Yeah. I'm going to watch you, some TV. You don't feel guilty about not getting out. But if you do no. want to get out this weekend, there is a cool Comic-Con. If you're I into pop culture. Ask, I, God, I was just going to ask you if you have anything going on this weekend. So, <laughs> it's all indoors. Yeah. Think of the grandstand and mm-hmm. think of a huge Comic-Con. Tomorrow okay. and Sunday, it is so much fun. There's just there's games, there's artists, there's vendors like Old School Toros. We'll be there. What and, you're uh, gonna be there? I know, crazy, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Good food, and you could spend the entire day, both days there if you'd like, and yes. fun indoor greatness. This is a big one. You can dress up. You can cosplay if you feel like. Yeah, this is one of the big ones. It's one of our favorite shows of the entire year. Holy a local Comic Con. Yeah. Wow. It's super fun. There's so the fanfare is crazy fun and the energy is just great. So um if you can make it out for that, yeah. it's worth it. Oh, darn it. I I, I want to come to one of these big ones. And oh, this is Jace, a local you would one, love Lex? this. Yes. You would Ooh, love it. Especially shoot. if you want to dress up and I know you know there's there's more shows to yeah, come. Yeah, there's more too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll be in Disney, so I'll be at Disney, yeah. Dawn, any any uh any exciting plans? Uh, mm-hmm. anywhere people can see you're performing anywhere? Where's going on? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be performing at the saloon. Uh no. <laughs> um I I'm not performing anywhere, but I'll be I'm gonna try to come to this. I also have a, a, awesome. a paranormal investigation I'm doing. Oh really? Yep. Uh, this is a one we usually try to since we're all adults and have jobs uh we try to you know do these investigations not past like midnight you know we'll do about four hours or something or five um but you know this one things happen in the middle of the night for her so we're going to be starting at 11 and staying until about 3 30 so that'll be my saturday night and then i am going to uh, try to see maria shaw the psychic who will be uh She'll be doing her thing at her psychic fun fair on Sunday from 9 to 4, Mall of America, Radisson Blue. It's $10 to get in, $20 for readings. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll be on our show coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. So if you have questions for Maria Shaw yeah. and you and you hang with us for the whole uh, whole show, yeah. get yeah, your questions ready. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then she's going to be on the Jason show doing live readings for the audience. Yay! So it's always... I always love when she's here. I always love when she's on the shows because yeah. she's she's really good. She was very good with Shane, uh, predicted a lot of correct things with Shane. She predicted oh. that I was going to move when I had no intention of moving. I Ooh. laughed at her when she said it. Mm-hmm. And literally three months later, the offer came up to move to the place I'm living now. Mm. And yeah, I freaked out. The first person i thought of was maria shaw oh. it's like because i really had no intention on moving i had yeah. zero intention on moving and then this opportunity came up and colin smiled and i was like oh i guess we're moving damn you maria shaw yeah. <laughs> so yeah she'll be here in our show on jason and alexis coming up at 8 a.m it is uh coming up at 608 May means season finales and series finales, and there's a lot uh, happening. There's a lot of shows wrapping up this season. We have uh, GOT, the Game of Thrones, wrapping up on Sunday. Yeah. Last night was the Big uh, Big Bang Theory uh, series finale. Now, I I think I have watched in my life three full episodes of Big Bang Theory. Mm. 
in its entire run. Lex, you've watched it with some regularity. I right? love this show. I love this show. I don't watch it in real time, and it's not appointment viewing because you know we don't really talk too much about it on this show. Um, but whenever it's on, I will watch it. I just think it's so funny, and um, I've watched over the years. There's been 12 seasons now, so um, on and off. What but- is Lex for you? What is it? What is it about this show that you love? Uh, it's, it's the dorky humor, but it's also at the core their friendship and their interactions. It, they're just so funny, and all the peripheral characters, whether it's their kids or their parents or other friends that come in, it's the core seven. Um, but everyone else, it's just it's so funny, and they don't have that much time to be. You think about other, you know, kind of, I, and you know, this isn't really a show that I normally like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedic sitcoms, but um, yeah, I think that's kind of, that kind of boils it down. It's their friendship and just kind of the f- funny humor. Yeah. What did you think? So let's bottom line it. Yeah. What did you think of the series finale? Okay. Spoiler so- alert, everybody. We're oh, yeah. going to talk about it. So yeah, yeah. I love how it ended. I thought it was in a very familiar place, especially the last, you know, 15 seconds of the show. Um, But before that, there was just uh, one character has just a kind of change of hearts, maybe, and just realizes, wow, you know, I'm here. I'm winning this big award with my wife, but also I um, haven't done it alone. And here are some of the people that have helped me along the way and just being grateful for friendship and it just, I actually teared up a little bit because <laughs> it was just really a beautiful moment. And also the episode before, they did a really great job of doing a lot of flashbacks. So as someone who loves the show, you can, you know, kind of go back and laugh and remember, you know, over 12 seasons, there were like 279 episodes. So um, they kind of took the best of those and it was kind of a fun little trip down memory lane. And then it was, I thought it was a fantastic ending. It wasn't a big bang it was just nice and subtle soft. and it was soft and a perfect way and also hope for their future because you learn some other things um, about a baby coming and yeah can i ask you 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 mentioned the the last shot the last 10 seconds or so with yeah. um, an acoustic version of the theme song is there any significance to that shot lex should i feel it, it, like them all sitting around eating pizza or whatever they were doing or chinese food is there any significance to that lex is I, that oh yeah yes i that most of their interactions happen in that living room and on those couches. Oh, so got it. to kind of see them all together again and uh, just enjoying each other's company, having some food—that was a common like central perk, right? Yeah, for friends, okay. exactly. Yep. Got it. Got it. Don, do you? Um, I, I should have told you guys. My PC, my computer yeah. is like in oh. the crapper, oh, so no. I can't play clips today. Sure, sure, sure. Dawn, can you pull up from uh-huh, Delicious Audio, yeah. the, the, if you can, the Big yeah. Bang Theory series finale clip. It just It's the number one in that top five uh-huh. that they always do. It's the first clip. Sure, it's the yeah. number one. But, yeah, um, Jay, someone who hasn't watched as much as, what did you think? I liked it. And look, I know the characters. I'm, I, you know, I come at this again, maybe two or three episodes. However, these characters have been around for 12 years, so I'm yeah. very, I'm, I'm aware of Sheldon, and I, I know the dynamics. Uh, I thought it was really emotional. I, I didn't know that Sheldon was kind of a crappy friend at times. <laughs> yeah. So that whole thing, um, even 
not having a, uh, I had a sh- even having a shallow base of knowledge about that. I was moved that he had that revelation that, yeah, I can be a crappy friend. And, and then recognizing his friends at the ceremony. I thought that was beautiful. And, and there Jim, were still funny moments in there, too. It was tender. And then he'd say something and then you're laughing. He's not yeah. paying attention at all to his wife. No, not they at all. They both won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Here's a little bit. Go ahead. Roll it, Don. Mm-hmm. This honor doesn't just belong to me. I wouldn't be up here if it weren't for some very important people in my life. I have been encouraged, sustained, inspired, and tolerated, not only by my wife, but by the greatest group of friends anyone ever had. Bernadette, Raj, Penny, Leonard. I apologize if I haven't been the friend you deserve, but I want you to know, in my way, I love you all. He has to meet stand-up individually, and so... It was really... I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a quality ending, and I am endlessly fascinated with how shows end, so... This, this was a good one. Uh, you can see it uh, repeating on CBS All Access if you have it. When we come back, everybody, Ellen Pompeo sticks your nose into the Kelly Ripa versus Bachelor debate. Alexis has that story when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on MyTalk 1071. Everything entertainment. Everything Oprah Winfrey. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. Yes. Thank you very You're much. You're the best. Happy Friday. So so yesterday, we talked about Kelly Ripa. Yeah. Uh, she's never uh, hid the fact that she does not like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette mm-hmm. because she thinks it's gross. She thinks that women shouldn't be fighting over uh, one man. One ordinary <laughs> yeah. man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and she just doesn't like it. Yep. And uh, then the creator of The Bachelor called her out. And then Chris Harrison called her out. Yeah, like and Chris then, Harrison kind of had fun with it. He said, look out, Bachelor Nation. Kelly yeah. is coming after you and your disgusting Monday night habit. Yes. But then Mike, the creator, brought it to a different level. The creator, Mike, said, uh, careful, Ripa. The Bachelor franchise pays your salary. Yeah. To which I said, kiss my earth. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not true. No. Um, you know who pays all of your paychecks? The Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> that's Avengers. true. Yes. The, the the Avengers pays all of your salaries, and Walt Disney World pays all yes. of your salaries. That that division of the company, come on. So back down, come Mike. Your on. show, the old gray mare. She ain't what she used to be. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Anyway, but we have an update, Lex. What happened? Yeah. Well, Doctor Gray, Ellen Pompeo. Of course, you know she talked about making money for ABC, Star of Gray's Anatomy. She gets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. On it on Twitter, uh, Mike Fleiss, his handle is Fleissmeister. And she says, okay, Fleissmeister, that's no, some handle, bro. That's not what it is, Lex. Are you yeah. kidding me? Oh, it oh, is. Gosh. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> she says, that's why I mentioned it, because she says, some handle, bro. Oh. Your show doesn't pay Kelly Ripa's salary. Also, you don't attack successful women on our network, and men certainly don't take credit for their success. Don't get me started on your show, because I'm a savage. And then her hashtag is Bachelor So with four O's white. Oh. Oh. Yeah. My boobies are really chilly right now. It's got very cold. Up yeah. Hers. Whoa. <laughs> she went after it. That's good. Yes. Go, Ellen Pompeo, girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 my giblies. It, it just got a chill in the air. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Ooh, I love it to suggest uh, that, true. you know, Kelly Ripa is just sitting there like, thanks for letting me be on your network. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kelly Ripa is another ABC huge star, oh, Mike Fleiss. Yo. So I would settle. Uh, I, I have two words for you. Michael Strahan. Who won that fight? I <laughs> yeah. mean, I'm just, you know what I mean? Oh. Plus, if I you mean, put in the, all the costs of, of doing that show, how much money is it making versus just her oh, star power? They're struggling. That's yeah. why I think he's taking this so okay. personally. Sure. Can I tell you, uh, my executive producer, Jeff, who I've talked about, you all know, he has a he has a theory. He's so cynical. Um, he thinks this is all a plot. Oh, okay. I like this. Yeah. He Why thinks, would Kelly put herself in that position? Well, not necessarily. No, no, no. Not necessarily Kelly. Oh, what? Do, what? What? What part Mike are you talking Fleiss about? Mike Fleiss and Chris Harrison to drum. They They're know lovers. that she's a bomb. Oh, <laughs> she knows that this. What's her name? The the Hannah B. Yeah. They know that she's a disaster. Oh, that she's sure. not oh. that this season isn't going well. So they're so doing they're it on purpose. To, yes, they're trying to drum up some buzz about the show because the ratings are a series are at a series low. Yeah. And they know the online buzz isn't good for them. So Jeff's theory is Mike Fleiss is stirring the bumblebee. And he presses the hornet's nest, yes, just to get interest in the show. I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's turning a lot of people off, and they're if they didn't watch before, they're really not watching now. Yeah. Well, and Kelly didn't back down. Mm -hmm. Um, So Lex wondered, rightfully so, how it would be when Hannah B would go on Kelly Lee and Ryan Lee. Yeah. What happened? She did. She literally went last yesterday after we got off the air. (laughs) Kelly didn't back down, girl. She held her position. She was polite about it. Mm-hmm. And then Hannah B went on to explain why uh, why the show isn't bad for women. Uh, Phil Jones, who oh. watched it, said, talk about uncomfortable. The Bachelorette was on <laughs> Kelly and Ryan yesterday and watched it. So I guess it was uber uncomfortable. Oh, dot, no. d- but dot, dot, dot. Kelly held her ground. And I, to that, I say, at a girl, at a girl. I wonder if your- Hannah was convincing at all. <laughs> mm. I'm sure not. Probably not. So, 
I, I agree with Kelly Ripa. I, when this show first started, even though I've been a fan of the show and sort of watched it in horror for years, yeah, the whole concept that all these women were... Because for a long time, there wasn't a Bachelorette show. There was just The Bachelor. And I thought, oh, this is really... Are you kidding me? We're going to line up for one guy? I don't care how cool he is. You know, like, this is a little... <laughs> sexist isn't it mm-hmm. and it just seems so ridiculous um so i would i watched it sort of in fascination and then i got roped in with the 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 drama and the dynamic between the contestants that's what really kept me watching um and over the years you know i've taken breaks from it and not watched all the seasons but Overall, it is the whole concept. Plus, this was, you know, it started before gay marriage was legal. So I'm like, are we just tossed around marriage like we're going to get married? Like, it just seemed like a disrespect to marriage overall. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. God, we're just going to use it as a game and a fun thing. Like, it's a prize that you win just because all of us straight people, you know, can just do it when we want to. It's kind of a mockery. Um, yeah. And I Girl, hate to get so know, serious about it, but, you know, know. I believe. Why yeah. do you think the hypocrites that yeah. railed against uh, me getting married or gay people getting married? I thought, um, y'all are the same people <laughs> that laugh and watch Joe Millionaire. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, oh, or yeah. How to Marry a Millionaire or, or whatever. Let's marry that show a stranger. Is. Don't don't talk to me about the sanctity of marriage, you hypocrites. Yeah. When when you're putting it on Fox at 7 p.m. 6 Central. You know what I mean? I, yeah. uh, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Or yeah. ABC. I just don't want to pick on my network. Anyway, <laughs> go Kelly Ripa. Six uh, coming up on six twenty six when we come back. As I said, it's a big weekend, big week for series finales. I have crafted a list of my favorite series finales and the worst ones. Let's see if Alexis and Dawn agree. Uh, and what's your favorite series finale? Let us know on Twitter. Dawn at Dark, Lex in the Cities, and Jason Mathis. And back after this. It is a big year, a big month for series finales. A lot of shows bidding farewell. Veep, Game of Thrones, The Big Bang Theory last night. Uh, I am fascinated with the art of the series finale. Whether I watch the show or not, I tend to tune in to the last episode. Because I love to see how these creatives uh, land the plane, so to speak, for their show. Curious about it, right? So I put together, I thought it'd be fun. I did this yesterday. I was uh, had some free time, and I put together just a little list of some of my favorite series finales, because you know me, um, I was an indoorsy kid, so I, uh, <laughs> I watched a lot of television. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've seen a lot of these, and I have my top three, top four best series finales ever. Ooh, if you want to okay. let us know. If you want to let us know what your favorites are, uh, find us on Twitter. Uh, Lex in the Cities, Dawn at Dark, and Jason Matheson. Cindy Strand. Hey, girl, we miss you. Cindy, uh, uh, let us know hers. Best, Mary Tyler Moore. Worst, Seinfeld. And the reason I mentioned Cindy is because the first... Uh, series finale on my list actually is the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh-huh. Now, Mary Tyler Moore lasted for seven seasons on CBS and ended in 1977. And I would actually, I actually think this is number one. It's almost tied with my next pick, but this is how you end a show. Um, it had an unexpected twist. Um, and first of all, it ended when it needed to. People wanted Mary to continue, but she said no. She, Wanted to get off before people got sick of the show and the quality went down, which I think is so smart. And not enough shows take that advice. Mary ended perfectly. 
So what happened is the the TV station that Barry Tyler Moore worked in was sold, and everyone was worried that they were going to be fired. Well, everyone thought that their job was safe and that Ted, uh, the the blowhard anchor, would be the one to be fired. But in a twist, everyone was fired but Ted. (laughs) Ted, I'm going to start the clip here. Ted is doing a newscast and he's addressing the crew. And then it goes to the newsroom with Murray (laughs) and Mary. And there's a tender moment with Lou Grant. Uh, Take a listen to the final scene from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Last night, as I lay awake in my bed, I I wondered, how do I tell these dear friends and colleagues how I feel about them? How, I wondered, do you speak from here instead of here? (laughs) Pointing to his mouth. Well, I finally got an idea. Up here. (laughs) Finally, the words came to me. I put them down on paper and put them in here. I think I'm going to be sick. Here. I think what I was feeling was best expressed in the lyrics of that wonderful old song. (laughs) It's a long way to Tipperary. Way to go. Mrs. Ted Baxter saying good night and good news. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to forget what Ted said tonight, but I'm sure as hell going to try. <laughs> hey, guys, wasn't that a great send off? Yeah. Ted, you couldn't have said anything that would make us feel better about leaving. You know something, Mr. Grant? Now that it's over, I don't feel as bad as I thought I was going to. In fact, I feel pretty good. I really do. And I owe it all to you. Thanks. What's the matter? You got ice water in your veins? <laughs> realize this is the last time we'll all see this room? Of course I realize it, Mr. Grant. I don't really feel good. That's why I wanted to say to you... Mary. You promised. Mr. Grant, why won't you let me say what I want to say? Because you'll just make a big deal out of it. That's why, and I don't want that. But, uh, don't, uh, let me spoil your evening. Let's... Let's make this simple. And, uh, in case... I don't see you again. I just like to say so. Oh, it's just it's such and then they huddle and then he says I cherish you people and they start to hug in a group hug and then they need to get Kleenex and it's across the room so the whole herd <laughs> shuffles across the newsroom it's yeah. it's such a good moment it's such a classy finale so well written so well performed the Mary Tyler Moore show on my list of series finales is number 1 next um this has to be this is a close number 2 it's almost number 1 and that is the new heart series finale on CBS. Mm. Now, if you're a little, if you're all of you youngins have no idea, but uh, new heart had some fun 
with my uh, with my show Dallas, and uh, everyone's heard of probably by now the "It's all been a dream" shower scene where the show wiped away in um, a year, <laughs> a whole a, season, a, a, really, a whole season of plot. Well, in the series finale of Newhart, uh, Bob Newhart in the show owned an inn in Vermont full of wacky people. And in the series finale, he sells it to a Japanese real estate company who turns it into a golf course. And the reason I'm laughing is because the Japanese CEO is played by Colin's uncle. <laughs> so, I oh, just, your husband's uncle. My husband's oh, uncle's right. husband. Yeah, Saab. He plays the... <laughs> plays the Japanese CEO. And I always tell Saab when I see him, uh, I Saab, do you realize you're part of TV history? He's like, mm, no. <laughs> I said, <laughs> you are literally part of the greatest TV finale, one of them ever. Anyway, so at the end of the episode, Bob uh, walks outside and gets hit in the head with a, with a golf ball. <laughs> and then the screen goes blank. <clears throat> And then there's darkness, and then the lights come up on a bedroom set, mm. but it's still a little dark. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bob Newhart, before he did Newhart, had a hugely popular show that was on the same night as Mary Tyler Moore called The Bob Newhart Show. And in that show, he had a wife played by Suzanne Plachette. Well, when the bedroom scene came up, now keep this in mind, everybody. This is You know how I love little fun facts? Keep in mind, the studio audience was there. And they were they were literally and figuratively in the dark. They didn't they didn't see the actors get into this bed set. They had no idea what they were getting ready to watch. It was a dark set, and then the lights went on, and Suzanne Plachette was in bed with Bob Newhart. Listen, listen to this, honey, honey, wake up! You you won't believe the dream I just had. <laughs> listen to the crowd reaction. Don't you want to hear about it? And the reaction goes on for quite a while. I'm happy for you. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing made sense in this place. I mean, the, the, the maid was an heiress. Her, her husband talked in, in alliteration. The, the handyman kept missing the, the point of things. And then there were these three woodsmen. But <laughs> only, only one of them talked. That settles it. No more Japanese food before you go to bed. <laughs> you know what's great about that is that back in the day, people didn't take things so seriously. If they would have done that nowadays, uh, people would have oh, been like outraged. A petition. Like, You've ruined my show. We got to have a petition to do it over. You know what I mean? But back then, people just took it all in fun. You know, yes. it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It oh, also it was- hadn't been done before. Well, on Dallas, but I mean, they were making, they were, it was a wink, wink, like nod, making nod. fun of Dallas. Oh, they yeah. were basically making fun of Dallas in a way. Yeah, because um, it was a foil in, inside of another, yeah. It was yes. kind of a goof on another goof. Yep. Yeah. It was like a Russian nesting doll. Yeah, that's goofs. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was brilliant. I mean, it was just, and I remember watching it that night and, and freaking, I'm like, oh my goodness, that is brilliant. And then when I watched the documentary, and then Saab confirmed that. Saab was obviously on the set. And he said the audience was taken out. Oh. The set was changed. And then the audi- the studio audience was brought back in in the dark. Oh, cool. 
Um, and there was then the, the curtain. Uh, the curtain was in front of the set. They pulled the curtain back, and Saab was like, the audience was kind of wondering why they're, why they're sitting in the dark. Wow. And then they 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 yelled roll. You know, they yelled action. And then boom. So the first time the studio audience saw Suzanne Plachette was what you just heard. Wow. Was that moment. The excitement. Yeah. Can you you imagine, especially that audience? Yeah. That's in the 80s and Suzanne Plachette was still on the minds of folks. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes. We're aware of Bob New, the Bob the, Newhart show. That was show. his other wife on the other show. Yes. yes. Could you, I mean, how uh, how exciting well, of a moment. Well, the idea of like, you have to leave. And come yeah. back in the dark. Something so You're secret like, or special. Uh-huh. Right. Like, yeah. what's going to happen? <laughs> so cool. Hey, guys, we're going to continue. I'll tell you my uh, my number three. And actually, there's a couple others I'll throw in there. But right now, Dawn McLean, should, shall we give something away to our dear friends? Sure. We have a um, pair of tickets to see Countess and Friends at Mystic Lake Showroom on Saturday, November 9th. Tickets are on sale now at mysticlake.com or the Mystic Box Office. But we have a couple of tickets for you right now. 651-641-1071-651-641-1071. Dawn's looking for caller number seven, and you are going to see the Countess at Mystic Lake Casino. Coming up on 642, our series finale celebration continues right after these very, very important messages. Happy Friday, everybody. Having some fun today. We are your source for pop culture, and we are pop culture crazy today. It's a big month for television because there are series finales everywhere. They're falling from the sky. Yes. Uh, we had Big Bang last night. Last week, we had Veep on HBO. This Sunday, probably the biggest of all, uh, Game of Thrones is wrapping up. Yeah. We'll talk about that probably a little bit later in more detail. So uh, we thought it'd be fun. Uh, I put together a list of my uh, favorite series finales and my least favorite just because I, you know, while Lex is playing softball and actually being athletic and, and having a life as a child uh, and Dawn too, uh, Dawn was, uh, you know, going down the cricks of Missouri. <laughs> doing and, plays. Uh, doing plays. <laughs> I was inside doing nothing, e- uh, eating Doritos and watching television. So I've seen all of these, sadly. Anyway, so um, I, I have named the Mary Tyler Moore Show my all-time favorite series finale. Uh, Newhart coming in almost at a tie, but I put it at number two. Mm. Coming in at number three. Oh. Lex, do you think you know what I my think number I three do. is? Can I guess? Do you? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and guess. I think you're going to say six feet under.
of yeah. the best series finales ever. Uh, ever. Ever. I almost na- I almost made made this number one. I, I, I really did. But uh, now, if you didn't watch it, it's uh, it's look, I would play a clip, but it it's not worth it because it's all music just and visual. Uh, visual and it's with the great Sia. You can hear the song. I'll play just a little bit of the song. It's Breathe Me by Sia. Listen to this. Yeah, so the the uh the 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 series, if you guys don't know, is all about death, really. Uh it's about the Fisher family who owns a funeral home in LA. And uh, every episode began, their cold open was always someone dying. Like, and not necessarily a major character. <laughs> well, actually, sometimes not, mostly not. And they died in unusual ways. And then the episode would begin. So you followed the Fisher family throughout the show. And I'm not giving anything away. Plus, the show's 15 years old. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can this talk point. about it. It is so, Lex. Don, have you ever watched Six Feet Under? Nope. Not oh. not even one episode. Oh, Dawn. I know. I am I've not joking. Like you would love it. So the final episode <laughs> is what are you laughing at? Add it to the list, Don. Yeah. <laughs> just because oh, yeah. No, just I because you... I know because it involves death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I don't mean it like that. I just I, I I'm getting to know your television taste. Yeah. Dawn, the next time you house it, yeah. go to HBO Go and just you should binge that one yeah. at the house. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. It's so good. Anyway, uh so the final episode, the young the young Fisher, the youngest member of the Fisher family, Claire. She's in her early twenties. She's she's starting her life, right, Lex? She's yes. like uh, she's she's driving away. She's driving away, and she puts a CD in her car, and it's this song. It's Sia's "Breathe Me," and then there is a series of montages that you see that shows the death or how each member of the cast eventually passes away. Yeah, and so it's you like see, a fast forward of their lives. Yes. All the big events that happen, and then, yeah, ultimately. You see how, yeah, ultimately how each passes. Yeah. And though it sounds morbid, it's beautiful, right, Lex? Oh, it's, yeah, because it mirrors the show. I mean, that's exactly what happens. Just starts with a death, and then we learn about, you know, their life and what, what happened and how they died, and they come back and visit, <laughs> which yeah. is so uh, to see it end that way, you get as a viewer for five seasons, you get. A sense of finality, so you know, you know what happens to each character, and there's really great closure there. Great closure, and then at the the uh, at the very end, you even see how Claire dies. Yes, and a little, you know, me with he my. He died fun at facts. age 102. Yes, that wasn't you know, your fun fact, was it? No. Oh, okay. No, I, my little TV fun facts that I always like to dump on you. If you watch the finale, a great thing that the director of Don, you'll appreciate this. The the unnoticed thing that the cinema the cinematographer did was just every shot of the death. The camera is always moving up, as if the body is being released. So every oh, death scene, wow. every death scene, the camera is rising. And I, I when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's awesome! Just. The lifting of the spirit. And so Six Feet Under is uh, my number three. Mm -hmm. A little bit later. Now, I also put in there uh, Cheers is really good. That's my number four. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sam closing the bar and someone knocking and and, and Sam saying, sorry, we're closed. Um, And I also put Johnny Carson. 
I, I put the Tonight Show. I think Aww. Johnny. I think Johnny ended in like the most classy way possible. And uh, here's a little bit of Johnny's uh, final moments as host of the Tonight Show in May of ni- uh, almost yeah to the day May of 1992. And, and so it has come to this. I uh, am one of the lucky people in the world. I found something I always wanted to do. And I have enjoyed every single minute of it. I want to thank the gentleman who shared this stage with me for 30 years, Mr. Ed McMahon. <laughs> Mr. Doc Severinsen. And you people watching, I can only tell you that it has been an honor and a privilege to come into your homes all these years and entertain you. And I hope when I find something that I want to do and I think you will like and come back that you'll be as gracious inviting me into your home as you have been. I bid you a very heartfelt good night. And that was it. That was the end of 30 years of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Very classy. The whole episode was classy. My my two worst, Mm. Seinfeld. Okay, yeah. And I this pains me. But my beloved Dallas. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say Dexter also. No. Uh, Dexter's number three. No. <laughs> so Dexter's, you know me I very loved well. it. It's one of my favorite endings. Yes, oh, that's, I knew Because you, know, you know, I the, the hope. I didn't know that was going to happen. And then the hope. The hope. <laughs> Does he make it through the storm in his plaid? Oh, boy. In his lumberjack. Uh, are we going to run out of paper towel? Uh, oh, come on. I don't know. Who's he going to kill now? Yay. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so uh, Dallas just ruined it. Oh, um, yeah. It, in, their, in their defense, they didn't know at the time it, it was, was canceled. Yeah, they didn't know it was going to be the final, final episode, but it was a take on It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. And, an, and an angel played by cabaret star Joel Gray showed JR what his life would be like. Oh, no. Had JR never been born. And it was horrible. Oh, no. It was a trash box of two hours. Mm-hmm. It, I was so mad. I was so mad. I bet. And it, and it ended on a cliffhanger, which was ridiculous. So, <laughs> Big D, I love you. But you... you that uh, series finale. Horrible series finale. <laughs> I Hor- loved MASH. Can we talk about MASH quick? Yes. Because it was a celebration. It was focused on the characters. It was simple and it was fun. And yeah. Yeah. You're and right, Lex. That's, yeah, that's, that's on my, my top 10. St. Elsewhere 2 is on my top 10, mm. too. Another good one. Coming up on uh, 7 o'clock, don't forget, follow us on social media. Lex in the Cities, Dawn at Dark, and Jason Matheson. We have a fun 7 o'clock hour heading your way, so don't go anywhere. Back after this. It's a beautiful day.